Hi, you're listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast from the UAB School of Nursing. My name is Erica Teco, and I'm a marketing specialist with the School of Nursing. Hi, I am Brian Combs. I'm the Interim Assistant Dean for Graduate Clinical Education uh, over the MSN program. Uh, I'm a family nurse practitioner and um, have been at the school now for uh, about nine and a half years. Thank you so much for joining me today. To start off the conversation, I'd like to talk about your journey to nursing. And it wasn't one that was nursing straight out of the gate. So what was your career path before you got your nursing degree and what eventually drew you into this profession? Well, I guess it's kind of a, an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, nursing definitely was not my, my first career. Um, I did my undergraduate, my graduate work in sports medicine, athletic training. Uh, I was a certified athletic trainer and worked for the football team at, uh, at LSU while I was uh, getting my master's and getting some experience as an athletic trainer and actually moved to Birmingham to work at UAB as an assistant athletic trainer for the football team. I always grew up playing sports and, and, and honestly, I had injuries. I had uh, a back problem and it kind of forced me to not play football anymore. Not that I was that good at football anyway. Um, but part of that was when I was injured, I started working with the athletic trainer at a school I was at and got interested in it and, and got into sports medicine. And I loved it. Um, I loved it throughout my career. Um, but I was, I left UAB to become the head athletic trainer at a college in Birmingham called Birmingham Southern College. And I had a great experience there. But after about two years, I, I was getting married and I realized um, it probably wasn't the best profession for me in the long term. Athletic training, while it is a great profession, in order to move up and kind of to expand yourself, you typically have to be willing to move more, especially if you want to work in college football, which is what I had always done. So I was thinking about changing professions and maybe doing something different. Um, in my entire family, we have nurses galore. Um, my mother was a nurse. I have at least five aunts that were nurses. Um, my dad was even a nurse for a hot minute after um, in uh, Vietnam and came back. He was a medic there, came back and was a nurse. And he did that for about a month, I guess, until he realized he doesn't like vomit. So then he changed and became, um, uh, did construction. So I was always around nurses. And to be honest with you, I was always hurt. So I was always at the hospital with nurses that way too. And when thinking about a different profession, as I, as every smart guy can say, um, I can give my wife all the credit. And a lot of people have heard the story before, but I was thinking about what I wanted to do and um, knew I wanted to be in sports medicine or stay around orthopedic somehow. Uh, and my wife, she actually cuts uh, the dean's hair at UAB School of Nursing. And the dean was telling her, well, hey, we have this really great program that's starting. It was the Accelerate Master's Nursing Pathway, the A&P program. And they were just getting it started in 2008. And this was late 2007 and set up a call with, with her, heard about the program and it, it just made sense. It was something I'd always been around. Nursing's a great profession uh, for so many different reasons. And it would allow me to down the road eventually be able to stay near orthopedics, um, but just do it differently as maybe a provider uh, rather than um, as an athletic trainer. And so the AMNP program for individuals who aren't familiar with it or the accelerated master's in nursing pathway, it enables people to ha who have a, or a bachelor's or higher in a different field come into mm -hmm. this accelerated program, get certified and go after their master's. Um, for you, what parts of the program were appealing to be able to make this career transition? Well, that accelerated master's has kind of adapted some over the time, um, but essentially the, the most important thing about the AMNP, I think, is for someone like myself and like many others, if you've already got an undergraduate degree and you already have a graduate degree, which many of the AMNP students do, 
you're typically an older um, student, I guess you would say. So you don't wanna to have to go back to school for two years and you can't necessarily take that much time. So the accelerated masters allowed me to one, get my uh, coursework and the clinicals that I needed to do to become a registered nurse uh, within 12 months, which would allow me to actually start working as a registered nurse much sooner than going back to get another bachelor's. Um, so it allowed me that and it allowed me a pathway to, I, I knew that I wanted to become a nurse practitioner if I was going back to nursing. So it allowed me a pathway to, get my registered nurse first um, and then be able to move to that next step of becoming a, um, a nurse practitioner. So it just kind of helped me get that pathway. And I think for others who, if you already have those degrees and you do realize you want to become a nurse, um, which is a great choice, it just allows you to become the registered nurse a little faster. Um, and now you can four semesters, you can do that. You become a registered nurse, you can get your MS in and then move on to other specialties if you choose to do that over the years, I know there's been uh, lawyers and chemists and um, uh, many different professions that have come back and have done great in it. And so as you continued into your, your career and you worked as a nurse practitioner, I then want to kind of look at what led you to pursue a PhD. So what was your experience like after you got that master's and were working in nursing and then what led you to continue and end up pursuing research? Well, there's, I think there's a lot of different reasons. I think when you, when you think about nursing and um, in general, it's just, it's a, it's a program and it's an experience that, I mean, you can go a lot of different directions. And I think that's one of the things I like most about nursing is you can choose to go a lot of different directions. And, you know, when I finished my first master's in athletic training, I would have told you I was never going back to school. And then years later, I, I came back and then I got my first master's as a clinical nurse leader and would have said, I'm never going back to school. And then I got another master's as a family nurse practitioner. So I, when I got done with that, I definitely would have told you I was never going back to school. Um, and I, I was in private practice working at a, a family practice clinic, an urgent care clinic, um, and, and really enjoyed that. But uh, I did a guest lecture one summer. And um, uh, it went really well. I did a guest lecture for the School of Nursing and went really well. And um, they asked me if I'd be interested or, or thought about maybe come back to teach. So had some conversations and uh, joined the school in September of 2013. And then once I realized that I, I liked being in academics, I liked teaching at the School of Nursing um, and thinking about my future, both in research and, and administration, I looked at the DNP and the PhD, and for me, the PhD was going to give me the experience I needed to be able to do research within a um, uh, academic healthcare system like UAB, uh, and to be able to help manage others that are doing research. I think by doing the PhD, you, you learn the process, and it gives you an experience that you don't otherwise get uh, on the research side. And as I, I work up within UAB and, and uh, continues uh, some research, and specifically in my roles that I have in administration. The PhD gives me a background um, and a, a knowledge base to be able to be more effective at that job and be, be more effective at managing those who are both teaching and doing research. And as we've talked about your path and your career, there's a theme that I've honestly heard a lot in doing this podcast, and that's, I didn't expect this, but you took the opportunity, you know, you took the call mm -hmm. with the dean, you took the meetings to talk about coming in and teaching, and then those led you down different pathways. Um, are there any other moments in your career that you look back on and say, I never would have thought that would have happened, but I'm glad I walked through that door. 
you know, I would say those are probably most of them. Um, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, there's been conversations where people have, you know, having to have the meeting to say, all right, well, do you want to do just research or do you want to do administrative and having to having to make that decision? And, and right now I, I like the administrative side of things. I, I liked being uh, before this role, I was the director of the nurse practitioner pathway. And I liked being able to do the admin side of things. Um, so other than making decisions like that, no, the big ones are probably changing professions. And then, like you said, taking the call and and being willing to look at other options and then being willing to think about the PhD. But I just think that for anyone, regardless of anyone's job, whatever they're doing, I think complacency can be a problem for anybody. And if you're always doing the same thing, if you've been doing the exact same thing for 10 to 15 years, I just don't think it's necessarily healthy for any one person. So I'm a believer that while you may be perfectly happy with what you're doing, you should always listen to op opportunities. You should always listen to other options. Not that you're ever going to take them, but at least to know that you have options or to learn more about it so you can make a better decision. The last thing you want to do is say, oh, I'm good where I'm at and I don't need to do anything else. And then you may have realized you could have missed out. And I would have missed out on so much um, had I not changed professions. And with your PhD, I want to talk a little bit about your dissertation focus and the mm -hmm. topic you focused on. So how did you, first of all, can you tell the audience what your dissertation was? And then how did you select that topic? And are there any ways that you continue to draw on that experience? Yeah, I think you'll always draw on that experience because the, the PhD is kind of your first step into research. So you, you, you typically want to start it in an area that you know you kind of want to be in. Um, you know, one of the things about and this kind of actually flows through my entire career of even the AMNP is that, you know, one, one nice thing about the AMNP is that you get people who are otherwise not nurses and they all have some experience that they may not have otherwise gotten in the, in the nursing program, but they're able to take that knowledge and that, that expertise or that niche and bring it into nursing. For example, mine was sports medicine, um, orthopedics and, and working in college athletics. Others may be law or policy um, or teaching or education or music. So that little niche helps you and helped me greatly in my career because it always gave me a foundation that may potentially help me stand out for a job. Maybe it's a clinic that does a lot of orthopedics or it's a clinic that sees a lot of high school kids that play sports. Um, so that niche always kind of helped me. So when I decided to do the PhD, I knew I wanted to stay somewhere near orthopedics because that's, that's, you know, I always joke and say, well, that's the one thing I know. You may not want to ask me much of anything else, but if you ask me about a bone or a joint, I'm probably going to be pretty good. Um, so I knew I wanted to stay near that, you know, so when you're doing a PhD or when you're doing the DNP, actually the DNP project or the, P, the PhD dissertation, um, you want to stay in an area that you want. But the, the, the first thing to remember is you're not there to, you know, cure cancer, as some say, you're not there to change the world specifically, you're learn you're there to learn a process. I was there to learn how to create research, create a foundation, do it appropriately, and, and that kind of stuff. So when you do a dissertation, you, you have to find one at the school that you want that, that will work with you that will be kind of your mentor. But you have to find someone that does something in your area. Well, there's not a lot of nurses or nurse practitioners that do anything in athletics, um, specifically sports medicine. So um, I met uh, my mentors is Dr. Karen Heaton, um, and she does occupational health. So while it's not athletics, but I was able to um, look at commercial commercial truck drivers, and I look specifically at shoulder injuries and in commercial truck drivers um, to see how they're impacted by that, because there hasn't been much research done on that specific injury to those those individuals. So I was able to take my background in sports medicine and orthopedics 
adapt it to my mentor's population that she typically works with is truck drivers and kind of meld the two together to kind of build a, a foundation, which is great because now um, I have connections with, you know, the National Association of Orthopedic Nurses because of that background, but I also have um, connections and work within the American Occupational um, Health Nursing Association. So I'm able to kind of work with both sides because I, I, will, I will typically say in some of my lectures and presentations that I do, you know, workers, commercial truck drivers, you know, in my mind, coming from athletics, I call them their occupational athlete. They may not be as healthy as someone playing in the NFL and they may be overweight or they may have some other issues, but they're still doing um, very specific um, orthopedic musculoskeletal type of processes and they can have injuries very similar to, to them. So I just kind of had to take my background in athletics and, and be able to find a, a common ground with um, someone at UAB that was going to be a mentor and be able to develop that um, those two together. Yeah. And I love hearing your path as well, because A, it highlights the one of the strengths of the AMMP program, which is bringing in those people who were previously not nurses and coming into the nursing field. And it also shows how when you're, if you choose to pursue a path of research, you're able to meld your interest with your mentors and bring those two fields together to create that new knowledge. Yeah. And it worked out well for me that way. Um, you know, sometimes you may have to make a little more sacrifices than other, but uh, for me, it worked out really well. Um, and I just, I think that's the one thing about nursing and specifically like with the AMMP, as I mentioned, you got these people with different backgrounds, but you can do so many different things in nursing just as a registered nurse, not even thinking about graduate school or graduate level. I mean, you can work in an ICU, you can work in community health, you can, um, you know, there are people that do music therapy, or there are people that do counseling as nurses and all that kind of stuff. So you have all these people that may have backgrounds that allow them to go in a lot of different directions as registered nurses. And then if they even go past that, whether they go straight to do the PhD and, um, or they uh, they go to some other nurse practitioner or advanced, um, advanced role, like informatics, something like that, you know, the, there's just so many different directions you can go in nursing that if you do get bored of one area down the road, you can typically find something else that's going to interest you um, uh, somewhere else. And it's those foundations that help you make the switch and maybe mm -hmm. make you recognize like, oh, if this isn't working out for me, here's a step to the side that I can take or step down this different yeah. path. Yeah, you, so always, you always just have to have, um, like I said earlier about the opportunities, you just you should always have your eyes and ears open for maybe other opportunities. Not that you want to change jobs every year, um, which you definitely don't want to do that. But, you know, down the road, it's important to realize that there's other things you can do and it may be something out of the box, but sometimes out of the box is, is great. Throughout our conversation today, you've given a lot of little words of wisdom and advice, but um, as a wrap-up question, I have been asking all the guests for any current or potential nursing students or even individuals considering a career in nursing, what advice or guidance would you offer? So do you have anything additional you'd like to add? Well, I think as far as becoming a registered nurse in general, um, the advice that I would have is, is don't, don't be scared to become a registered nurse. I know a lot of people will say, oh, I couldn't do that because I can't handle vomit, or I couldn't do that because I can't handle um, other little things. And, and that may be true, and some people may not be able to handle that, but don't be scared to try it. Um, don't be scared uh, if that's something you really think or you feel in your gut that that's what you want to do then I think you should try, first of all. Um, I typically tell people that if your gut's telling you this is what you need to do or what you want to do, that's usually the right answer. So if your gut and your heart tells you you want to do it, do it. Don't be scared. And don't be scared to go back and change professions. I was 28, 29. 
I had a career, I was going well. And, you know, I, it wasn't a difficult, it wasn't an easy decision. I mean, it was difficult, but it was worth it in the long run. So don't be scared to do it. Don't be um, uh, scared to try. And then, but it's, it's an amazing profession, um, primarily because of what I said, you can do so many different things. And it doesn't mean that when you become a nurse down the road, you have to work in the ICU and handle blood and work in the OR and all this kind of stuff. There's options everywhere. And it may be working with people out in the communities or it may be working with um, help people transition from hospital to the community. And it may be a different type of nursing, but there's so many options that if you know you want to do it, you're going to be able to find a job down the road that really fits with you, fits with your personality, and it fits with your skills. Everybody has different skills. Some people are talkers. Some people aren't. Some people want to do the counseling. Some people don't. But there's going to be a job in nursing that you can find that's going to fit that skill. So that's the, the first thing I would say. And then um, just realize that once you're in, there's so many different ways you can go. There's so many different choices you can make. You can choose to do a DNP. You can choose to go on and get your PhD so you can teach. You can have options for down the road. Um, maybe you only want to work in a unit for a few years or, or 20 years or 15 years, and then you want to teach. Well, you have those options. You're not locked into one type of specific paperwork job every day. Um, so don't be scared to try it. Don't be scared to do it. If, you, if your heart tells you and your gut tells you what to do, and then just realize it's, it's, it's one of the best professions in the world because it has so much variety and you're caring for people every day. I mean, there's one thing about nursing that you can see the impact you have on someone um, every day. You can see the benefit you're giving to people every day in what you do. And, you know, any job that's going to be rewarding, that's going to be to me one of the biggest. If I can see an impact I have on people, um, whether it's helping them get out of bed or helping them with their family or having a discussion with someone that makes them more comfortable. I mean, that's, that to me is, is as good as it can get. So um, nursing is going to allow you to do that and you're going to get that immediate feedback and you're going to see the impact that you have, especially if you love it because they're going to see it too. That's definitely great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me and even thinking about me being uh, being on the show. I greatly appreciate it. It's a great time to talk. Thanks for listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast celebrating 70 years of the UAB School of Nursing. Want more from the UAB School of Nursing? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UABSON or on Facebook at UAB School of Nursing. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.